wise coach Yost once said, there's a fine line between tough and crazy and you're flirting with it. And if that doesn't describe Cheryl Mitchell, I don't know what does. You know, actually, I will accept that quote very much because I have been told that recently. <laughs> so a helpful trick to start with, watch Remember the Titans. We were just talking about how that's both of a, one of our favorite movies of all time. Uh, it's I, I try to watch it. At least twice a year. Oh, every time at it's least. on, I'm yeah. flipping through the yes to watch it. So. Or make a point to turn it on. Yes, very good. Well, we're back again for episode eight. And uh, episode eight, Noah, we, we're still in this. We're still in the game. I guess we've made it this far, <laughs> huh? That's right. That's right. Uh, okay, so you gave us a helpful trick. Do you have another one? Um, so we actually had a little bit of debate about this here already. So we're going to let you guys take a listen and maybe give your perspective. But... I am I am a proponent of getting a credit card, as at a at a maybe in college and a high school like get started building some credit. Okay, I agree with you, but our discussion. Okay, I agree with you, and our discussion was around cash versus a credit card. Because what happens if you don't have any brains and you are one of the millions of people who are in credit card debt and the interest rate is twenty six percent. I think if you don't have any brains, you're already in a lot of trouble to start with, I guess. But no, getting a credit card, there's obviously stipulations like you have to be smart about it and make sure you pay your bills on time and not just rack it up. Like, understand your credit card is just a tool to use of the money that you do have. You don't want to spend money you don't have, even though you have a credit card. Okay. So can the credit card work for you differently than the cash? Because there are people out there who say you should have cash only. Uh, it has worked very well for me. Um, the The cool thing that I like about them, well, A, you build your credit score, which is you know going to help with loans and whatnot in the future. But the actual cool part about it is <laughs> getting points on certain rewards cards and stuff. Like, you know, I I put I use the Hilton Honors card, and just in six months here, I've probably built up three to four, you know, free nights just on what when I've been traveling for work. So right, I use a Hilton. Yes, so it works for me too. I also you pay it off every month and so forth. It yes. Yeah, it's a little more more of a hassle than just handing someone cash, but you see benefit and yes. save like save money in the future. That's why I like them. Okay, and I I agree. Young to get your credit going, and I mean that's an important piece. Unfortunately, in this day, okay, I sound old already. Before we're even five minutes it's in in this old. day and age, <laughs> <laughs> um, mine is mine is in regard to your health. My tip. Okay. Okay. After you eat a meal, okay, you're already wrinkling your brow. I have I have fine. not seen this. I did not approve this, this everybody. You did not approve. Okay. <laughs> you should walk or move your body, do something for 10 minutes after you eat a oh. meal because it helps the glucose spike and the sugar in your body. It helps you digest better rather than eating a big meal and sitting your butt on the couch. Do you do this? I actually do. Really? I do. I learned this basically because my dad is diabetic and we were having some things and I, this glucose goddess person that I follow on Instagram, the glucose goddess, goddess, she's from England, has a really cool accent. But if you move 10 minutes after a meal, it helps your body. And I, so yes, I do do this. Sound logic. I've never thought about it before, but why not? Maybe you'll think about it now. See, that's that's why it's a helpful tip. Tip. That's why we're here. But jumping okay. into okay. the actual content portion, those I feel like those were actually pretty helpful tricks today. But yes, they were. Um, mentors. Oh, mentors. What comes to mind when the word mentors is said, Cheryl? Um, I think that mentors are important. Again, I think we 
contrive it to be like we have you have to have a mentor. I so I have positive and negative thoughts about that immediately. Okay. Maybe we'll jump into that a little bit later. That sounds pretty deep. Okay. Okay. Let's go shallow. Let's go shallow <laughs> and we'll work our way into the, the deep end then. Um, just, okay. So when the word mentor comes to mind, like maybe give me your definition of a mentor, right? Like for someone out there that thinks they need one or looking for one, like what is, what does that look like in terms of a definition? Okay. So for me in my life, it has been, if you will, a guide along the side of my life or I did look it up in the dictionary. Of course you did. Of course I did. And it's an experienced or trusted advisor was the definition. And for me, that has been very much, I've had mentors all the way through my life, but kind of didn't know they were mentors or label them as such until I looked back and went, oh, I have someone who's done, you know, been a trusted advisor for different things. So that would be my definition. So let me ask you the same question. As a young person, when you hear the word mentor, what comes to mind and what is your definition? This has changed for me here recently. Mm-hmm. Um, usually as a, when, or when I used to hear the word mentor, it meant just someone older that's had experiences and such. And that's still true like that, but like that's part A and part B would just be someone that's been through it before. Okay. And yes. So obviously that can mean anybody. And I had to learn that a lot here lately, like some mentors can be younger than you. Some mentors can be one or two years older than you. They can really have less experience than you. You know, there's, there's a lot of different ways a mentor can look. Right. So if they're younger than you or have less experience, then how are they a mentor in your mind? How how is that, how has that shown up for you? People that you talk to that you learn from. Yes. That can show you the, the, I put on here for later that can show you how to do something or how not to do something. But uh, oh, anyway, we'll, we'll, we'll stick with the good side for now. Someone that shows you how to do something like I, I think as as I graduate here, like, you know, I was a senior last year and some of my mentors were younger than younger than me in school. Just about mm-hmm. how good about it, how to go about it, you know, how to build relationships like that sort of thing. There's there's mentors in all aspects of your life. Um, not just like in a professional setting. Correct. Oh, very much. I, I, one of the, early on when I was a new mom, I had people say to me, you want to have someone that is 10 years older than you, who's been down, you know, is 10 years ahead of you in whatever process. And for me, it was motherhood. And then the younger people that then you mentor back to them. Right. But it was somebody who's been through this and understands what are the pitfalls like, how do you avoid falling in that big hole, you know, if you can? So, yes, younger and older. Right. Well, in the, the younger side for me, too, like in my job, I see motiva- motivated young people quite often. And, man, they can be mentors, too, like just showing you what it's really all about again. Right. And they don't even know it. Well, and, okay, so you, for instance, are a mentor to me in a way because there are moments that I look at you and I go, okay, Cheryl, don't be lazy about that. Like, get going. The young, you know, you've got an energy, you've got an idealism, you've got something that as we grow older, we have a tendency to get a little bit snarky and like, complacent. yeah, that's a great word, complacent. And watching the young or having those young people in my life as mentors have been, okay, okay, for instance, this morning, I did not want to get up and work out. I was tired. But in my head, I had my son who is a mentor 
yelling at me. He in with love, of course, <laughs> mentally yelling at me not to wuss out and to get up. So I did. So there's that's the beautiful part of that give and take uh, in those relationships. So, and I I think. I know for a fact mentors will come and go. Some who are in your life at this point won't be years down the road. And they'll have served a purpose. Maybe it's only for financial. Or maybe, like for me, those moms, you know, okay, well, my kids are grown and now I don't have that need for that particular subject or topic for, you know, to have a mentor in my life. Absolutely. So we, we've kind of talked about us here briefly, and I, I want to circle back down to, let's, let's say there's a, you know, older high school, younger college, you know, young person out there, just mm-hmm. generalize. What's step one in going to find, going about your way to find a mentor? Like if you're, you know, mm-hmm. in school or maybe applying for your first job, like, you know, how do we start that process? Good question naturally, first of all, I would say be curious and pay attention that there are some people who just might naturally be in front of you to be that. And ask. Like, I actually have had, I had a college gal last, a year ago, call me and say, I am now in this role. Would you mentor me through this process? I mean, it was a very specific, you know, time period, but, and, but I had been a part of her life before. Now she just wanted something more set up, if you will. So um, if you're a young person, don't be afraid to ask um, and identify someone. And, you know. When you say identify, I think that word comes into play. You need to identify what you don't know. Yes. You need to identify where you need to, or want to be. Yes. Need or want to be. And then based upon those two things, I think that's how you go about selecting who you're going to ask for that help to be your mentor, right? Like, what are my goals? What am I lacking on how to get there? Who can help me get there? Yes. In a more simplistic way, why do you want a mentor? I mean, why at this point would this person want one? What is, what is, if you will, lacking or missing or a gap where this mentor could fill that? Yes. Like, why? What, what purpose would they serve? Right. Which then helps the person wanting that mentor be more intentional about the relationship. And some of it is, okay, do you think it needs to be scripted like you have to meet once a week? And, okay, the tone of my voice just answered that question, but let me back up. Well, I will. So, Noah. <laughs> I'll slow you down there. I, yes, some mentors I think you need to have a set schedule with. Like, you know, you, you and I have done some coaching and, like, we had a set schedule every month. Uh, mm-hmm. But... There's others that it's, it's got to be random, right? Like I've got a boss that I I have the relationship with that I can call up when I need help, right? Like that's just how it is. Those those are the mentors that, you know, it's all different. It's all different. It is all different. And there are, there are some people in my life who, okay, I don't talk to for a while, but I know, I know I needed to call them. And then I'm like, okay, this is why we're talking. So back to your original question is think about why, okay, who are the people in your life? And young people, typically, they're parents, right? But now, this is an opportunity for them and you to grow those adult relationships outside of your parents and your family, which, again, then grows you as an individual. So why do you want one? And identify, like you said, what do you want or need? And who might that be? And then that would be the identification part of it. 
That's right. where I'd start. Right. Okay, so let's, I guess, kind of move move about the process here. They they identify the mentor, right? Like, And I'll throw in there, too, when you identify the mentor, identify someone that is wanting to help. That's a very good trait of a mentor, right? It, like, <laughs> it is. Yeah. And some, a lot of times there we look at people who are really super busy and they don't have time or that's not important to them to cart to – because you can't do it all, and I've made that mistake where I'm like, I can't do this all, so you have to pick and choose a little bit. So you're correct in the identification. There's a lot of pieces. Right. So you have someone that wants to help. You know who that person is. You kind of know what your goals are. Like, how do you go about now learning from them in these scenarios? This is kind of vague because it, you know, there's so many different scenarios in which you have a mentor. But right. let's talk about that a little bit. How do you learn from them? A lot of listening and a lot of asking questions. And I, um, the listening part, and, and not even just when you're one-on-one in the conversation, but how are they living their life? Maybe they're a mentor by just how they do certain things. I mean, there are people who maybe I've never had a formal mentor relationship with, but I look at them and I think, wow, okay, I want to do what they do. And I want to, I mean, I kind of, okay, think of other podcasts that you listen to, right? And leadership podcasts or whatever, those people are mentors from a distance because I'm watching what they're doing and listening to what they're saying. And then um, now the other the other component is if you listen to all this and do nothing and you are not changed in any way, that's not a that's not mentoring really. That's just somebody. I don't I don't even know what that is. But if you don't do anything as a result of the relationship. That they're that you're you know what the, the advice they're giving or the counsel they're giving if you That's do on nothing you. it is on you yeah. and so then you and and to be honest then you are actually wasting the time of this mentor and yourself yes both sides no I think I think that's a good point when you I've learned here lately there are some there are some situations and you just ask away with your mentor right like mm-hmm. load them questions up and ask um, let's say for for the process of this example, let's say you have Mm -hmm. a a financial mentor. Yes. You have got to go out and do it on your own sometimes, make some mistakes, learn, like find out from someone else that you need a credit card or, you know, you know, that sort of thing. Write those experiences down on your frustrations and then talk to your mentor. Well, hey, I did this. What's the correction, right? Like sometimes you do have to have some experience rather than just asking questions. Excellent. Oh my gosh. Okay, so as you were talking, all I could think about was you're out there collecting these experiences and you bring that back as a starting point because sometimes, you know, it can just be this ambiguous conversation like, oh, how are you doing? Well, that's not it. But if there's a specific, okay, like this young woman who reached out to me, she was doing some professional development. Okay, Cheryl, here's the situation. This is what I've done. This is the process. What else, what am I missing? What have I, what could I have done differently? So there was a specific <clears throat> topic or, um, you know, a, a, a specific request or again, topic, I guess is the best word right. that you're working with. Correct. Because yeah, I, because then a mentor can see how you're doing and what they can start to lead you even differently or better based on what they know you're doing in life. I think it's cool when you take your own experiences and bring them to a mentor because then that way you're not just blindly following someone and what they say. Yes. Like you get to develop 
yourself and how you want to do your job or be your own person. But then when you need help, take those experiences and, and kind of mesh the two to make them great. Yes. I would be careful, and this just came to me, I would be careful and caution young people not to lift their mentors up and put them on a pedestal or idolize them as, excuse me, their, um, to idolize them and think that they can do no wrong because they're ahead of you in life or whatever, because I want to remember every single person is human. And, you know, we, we, we can look as if we're living this life and so forth um, and so just be discerning, I would say, and, and there's nothing wrong with, okay, let's say you have someone that you're, you know, really thinking highly of and, and, but there's something that gives you pause. It's okay to question that with someone else or whatever, but just, just be careful that this is a, this isn't a, you know, you're the end all be all person. No, you're another resource in my life that's helping me in whatever area. Yeah, you don't have to blindly follow this person. Right. Like you ask them for advice and you don't always have to take it. That is correct. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and that's another thing, Noah, is... is I don't always take your advice. You don't? No, sorry to burst your bubble, but I think you know that too. (laughs) Oh. Well, it's a good thing I was sitting down because that's just a little disappointing because you know. But a lot of times (laughs) I do, but like, you know, some stuff works for certain people and some stuff doesn't. That is correct. And remember, my experience is my experience, which is different than yours. And so I think that's a really good point to put into this for young people who are looking for mentors or have mentors in their life. You know, it, yes, it's, it's an option, but it's not necessarily that you have to do everything they say because you don't. Right. Yeah. And I think that kind of leads into f- this following by example, which I think is where we get into the like good and bad mentors side. A lot of that comes from watching from afar. And a little mm-hmm. of this plays into picking a mentor, taking some time, watch people in the office or people that you work with or people, you know, right. whoever you, you're encountering, take some time, watch them, see what people do things that you like, see what people do things that you don't like. Correct. Okay. So if you, if there's a person that you, there are some things that you don't like that they do, is it okay still to have them as a mentor in your life? I I mean, if the shoe fits, yeah, that Mm -hmm. doesn't necessarily, that's not a go find a mentor that does stuff you don't (laughs) like, but if there's certain (laughs) things that you do, certain aspects of their job, you know, maybe they're very good with their financials, but not their people skills or vice versa. Correct. Which goes back to this. There's different categories. There's different you know, there's different situations. I mean, when I think of, there was a point in my life because I am single, many, my family, uh, thought that I was making all the decisions on my own and because I wasn't consulting them. Well, I have a whole bucket full of resources and mentors. (laughs) I have a, I have five gallon buckets full of people. And so because I had somebody who, you know, advised me on financial, I had somebody who advised me on business decisions and all different, I mean, all of those things. So you're going to have a handful at any given time in your life, especially as you get older. And there are some people you'll leave behind. And that's just part of that process too. Yeah. I I think about it. It's, it's different. Like you do grow up with your parents, right? Those are big time mentors if they do it the right way. Absolutely. But then you kind of move like, you're a freshman in high school, right? Mm-hmm. You've got some teachers that are mentors, but you need a sophomore and a senior that are your mentors, right? Like someone yes. who just, maybe another freshman, 
Yes. And I would say the same is true when you get to college. When you're a freshman, find a sophomore to latch on to because they just went through the tough roads that you're going <laughs> yeah. on. You know what I mean? I do. Yeah. yeah. And, and then if you've got a senior, obviously they've been through the whole process and you and they can talk you through it. Same way when you get in the professional world, like latch on to somebody that maybe just started right before you. Yes. Talk to them. Yes. And then also have a you know a veteran veteran guy around that can teach you too. Correct. Because you you know, those of us who are older, we forget, we really do forget what it was like to be 20 and in that first year or two of work. So that's the beautiful part. And maybe, you know, the word, I mean, the word mentor, it's an important word. It's, it's, I keep going back and you know, I've said this a lot. We're not meant to do this life alone. And there's not a rule book that comes with it. There's not a, here's the script and this is what you do when. And so in my mind, these trusted advisors, these people with experience, um, you know, that's, that's who you want to surround yourself with as you walk through this game of life. Yeah. Mentors can be colleagues, friends, and you know, they can be anyone, right? They can be anyone. Yes, they can. Any part. Okay. Well, um, tell me what else are you thinking about this? Any follow or, or words of wisdom as we well, you're the professional. You should you should be in on the words of wisdom. I'm supposed to be here learning from you. I already gave the words of wisdom. My words of wisdom are we're not meant to do this alone. And I, I, um, I've had some fun, fun mentors in my life. I've had, I, I okay. I'm, this is my word of wisdom. Make sure you find somebody who gets you, and offers humor in your life, and can speak very. Uh, candidly to you. Now, I don't receive feedback well from all of my mentors, but there are a few people in my life who they can tell me to get my shit together, and I will. And so there are, and maybe that's, yeah, maybe that's my, my wisdom here is there are going to be some people that stay with you for your whole life and grow with you through all the stages and they're more trusted. They're that closer to the vest person, and you can you grow better. So that would be, you know, just kind of pay attention to that as you as you mature, because there are people who will be with you for life. Absolutely, and then they'll probably be mentors for a lot of your life. Yes, they will. So, okay. Well, there you have it. There you have it. I think we did a pretty good job today, if I do say so myself. <laughs> you're, un, you're totally unbiased, 100%. I am completely too. unbiased. That is correct. So, hey, I do want to, before we, we're going to do our pet peeve, and then I have a note. So, okay, what is your pet peeve today? Um, you know, I, I took a trip to Wisconsin last week. Okay. Lots of driving, which is normal for me, but that's okay. Yes. People not using their cruise control. Oh. Very annoying. Oh, oh Yeah. And how do you know they're not using their cruise control? Um, well, when mine's set at 70, like it always is on the interstate, going exactly the speed limit, and they exactly slow the down, t- okay, slow down and speed by me, it's really it's really odd. Like I'm always wondering if they're, they got road rage or something. I'm not sure what they're doing. Yeah. So. Why, why do you think they don't use their cruise control? I, some people out there have a vendetta against cruise control. I'm not I don't sh- understand I don't, it. I don't know. Maybe it does something to your car that I don't know about. But Yeah. So I want to... I wonder if those people are going to get the autonomous driving cars where, you know, they don't even have to drive it because if they can't use their cruise control. Okay. Yeah, I'm with you on, I will agree with you. Uh, My pet peeve is no response to a text or a, an email. 
And I just, if you don't have time to respond, that is totally fine. Just acknowledge that you got it. But to completely ignore any communication is just flat rude. And that makes me mad. That's my pet peeve. So you better respond, Noah, when I text I think you. I have an email sitting <laughs> from you that I haven't responded to. I, mean, I don't I have, know that that took response. I'm anyway, gonna... okay. Um, first of all, thank you all who have been listening. Uh, we have gotten some feedback. People have said, hey, we're listening. We want, you know, we can't wait till the next episode. Um, and people are now offering their own pet peeves or their own. Ooh. Oh, yes. And their tips. I, In fact, I might share one on the next episode since I gave one here. So... We appreciate everybody who's listening and rate a review. Somebody asked, how do you do that? Well, in when you see it on your Spotify or your Apple, oh, there's a here, star. Here comes high-tech Cheryl high-tech coming Cheryl, in. that's right. <laughs> Only because I did it. So there's one five-star rating and it's me. <laughs> so you just shameless plug. Click the, it is a shameless plug. But I wanted to know that it worked. So you hit the stars and that will give us the rating and review it. That helps us get more uh, listeners. So... Thank you, and until next time. Yeah, we'll catch you back here for episode nine. If you enjoyed this podcast and would like to hear more, please subscribe wherever you like to listen to podcasts. Rate and review. Let us know what you think. Check out my website, CherylBMitchell.com, to subscribe to the newsletter to get wisdom and savviness in between our podcasts, as well as to connect with me on ways that we could work together to help you cross the lines. Until then, keep hustling and busting your butt to be better.